It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans, and welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver, the real Ed Oliver. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Wizards. You can follow me on Twitter at EDT Triple O F L A Double T. Haneke, Haneke. Just had to shout out the Washington football team and big win today for the Washington football team. They pulled it out in a nail biter. The legend of Taylor Haneke continues. Won't make this about the Washington football team, but just got to shout out the local sports team. You guys already know what it is. Got my hat on if you guys are watching on YouTube and the t shirt repping the team, and I just want to appreciate you guys. Thank you for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Make sure you subscribe on wherever you can get a podcast. Also, make sure you guys subscribe on YouTube and hit that notification bell. We are now on YouTube, um, so you guys can check us out on there. Um, but, yeah, today I just want to recap. Uh, I want to say, was it training camp day number four or was it number five? Oh, they had practice on Sunday. They had an off day. The Wizards had an off day on Saturday. They had practice on Friday, and they practiced earlier uh, today on Sunday. Um, and some of the guys, you know, they got to do whatever they wanted to do. You saw Kyle Kuzma walking his dog on Saturday, walking around D.C., and then uh, LeBron James commented commented on Kyle Kuzma's post saying, D.C. is a great city. And giving DC its props. So um, that was interesting to see. Um, the guys enjoyed their off day and um, had an early practice today. Um, and, and news and notes, of course, the preseason game is on uh, Tuesday. I cannot wait. Let me look at the preseason schedule here real quick just to get you keep you guys in the know for the schedule and, and the TV schedule. So the game will be on league, NBA League Pass. It will not be on NBC Sports Washington. The game on Tuesday night versus the Houston Rockets at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. We do play the Knicks on the 9th at 7 p.m. That will be on NBC Sports Washington. The preseason game against the Raptors on the 12th will be at 7 p.m. On, on NBC Sports Washington and also on NBA TV. So that will be nationally televised. And then against the Knicks, if you if you have that cable package for NBA TV. And then we play at the Knicks at 7.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Washington to conclude the preseason and then the first game of the NBA season against the is against the Toronto Raptors for the Washington Wizards on uh, October 20th. I want to say that's at 7 or 7.30. I'm not exactly sure. But um, what I do want to talk about today is Montrose Harrell led a players-only team meeting. We've heard all the time. The Wizards have had a players-only meeting, I think, every year. And it's not out of the ordinary for a team to have it. But usually when there's a players-only meeting, usually it's not for good things. Um, but this one is before the season starts, so I'm happy about that. And then also the Washington Wizards did offer Bradley Bill a uh, contract extension that is on the table. Tommy Shepard did, did say he was going to offer that uh, before the season started, and October 1st was the first day that he could offer. And then, like I said, Halloween is the uh, last is the deadline for Rui, and um, or is the, is the deadline for the Washington Wizards to offer Rui the team option. 
and uh, Denny, his third year option and uh, Rui's fourth year option. So, and then it's a big year coming up for Rui because like I said, with Michael Porter Jr., guys who are, who have been in the league one year, one year more than Rui, they're signing max deal. So if Rui plays up to that caliber, then, you know, he could force the Wizards hands to, to offer him a max uh, contract. You look at Michael Porter Jr., Trey Young, Luka Doncic, say Gilgis Alexander, all those guys are going into their fourth season. Rui's going into his third season. So if Rui plays very, very well or makes that leap, then he could force t- Tommy to offer a, a maximum deal, uh, something along those lines and a max extension. So we'll see if Rui can meet those expectations. If he averages, I say, you know, possibly 20 points or 18 points and nine boards, then you might see Tommy Shepard next summer offering a maximum extension, just like what Michael Porter Jr. got. So we'll see about that. But let's talk about Riley Bill, and then I, I possibly will get to two mailbag questions. I, I have so many questions to get to, um, so we'll tr- I'll try to get to that at the end. But let's talk about Riley Bill and that extension. Um, so the extension that's on the table, I, I've talked about it probably the last three, and we're going to talk about it all year. This is going to be something that's going to be happening all year. I looked up the, the all-star schedule, so the trade deadline is going to be huge. For the Washington Wizards, as it is every year, for, you can say that for everything. But for the Wizards, it's always huge. It's like, are we gonna are we gonna blow the team up, or are we gonna trade for somebody to get better? Every year, it's that same question for the Washington Wizards. So the reason why I say the trade deadline is important for Bradley Bill is because if we're not good by that time, then I think he's just going to possibly request a trade. Or if we are good by that time, he might possibly sign the extension. I don't think he's gonna sign the extension anyway because he said it's no rush. Um, he's taking his time with it, and then also. If you look at the details that the the contract that he can sign when the summer when the summertime comes or when the season is over, you can bring out the Brinks truck for Bradley Bill. It's going to be a five year, two hundred forty two million dollar contract that he can sign, uh, forty eight point four million dollars per year. So, are you going to take a is Bradley Bill is he going to sign the extension for four years, one hundred eighty one million dollars, or take a contract for five years, two hundred forty two million dollars? You do the math on that one. So, I think it's going to be the latter, the second option for Bradley Bill. Um, and it, it, we'll see. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Is Bradley Bill worth that contract? I think he's a top 15 player in the league. Is he a number one guy on a championship team that's yet to be answered, that's yet to be determined? Uh, I think guys like that, you have to be a championship caliber player. I think Bradley Bill definitely can contribute to a championship team. Being the number one guy, like I said, that's in question. Can he Can he be a number two or number three? I think 100%. He, he, 110% he would be a number two or number three on a championship team for sure. Um, five years, $242 million. <laughs> That's a lot of money right there. I mean, and looking at the details of the contract, his contract, if he signs that five-year max contract next summer or in the summer coming up, it would be the 2026-2027, he would have a $55 million player option. In 2025-2026, it would be $51 million. In 2024-2025, it would be $48 million. I mean, the TV deals are going to come in and everything like that, so the contract is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Everybody's contracts are going to be inflated and bigger and bigger and bigger. So, I mean, it sounds like a lot of money, which it is a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And Bradley Bill's all-NBA, 13 all-NBA, all-star starter, was second in scoring, would have been first. Of course, Steph Curry came out of nowhere. Not, I'm not going to say out of nowhere. Steph is Steph. Steph's just a bona fide scorer, but Bradley Bill's a bona fide scorer. He was a 25 and five, 25 points. He had 25 points, five assists, and five rebounds in the 2020 season. So he had a great year where he didn't make the All-NBA, and he's gotten better every year. He's improved with finishing around the rim. He's he's improved. Ball handling has improved. He's improved in almost every aspect of his game. Something He brings something different to the table every year. Just has to improve defensively. But that's up to Tommy Shepard if he and Tommy Shepard wants to build around Bradley Bill. So 
Five years, two hundred forty-two million, man. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. Bradley Beal has played his butt off. He's gotten better. Like I said, he's he's a guy that works, and he's a great person off of the court as well in the community, in the NBA as well. You know, whatever you want to say about the vaccine or whatever, other all that aside, he does great things for the community for, for young guys, young men, and um and people in in, in DC, in Maryland, the DMV area. It does a lot of community stuff, but um. You know, we'll see. Time will tell. I mean, like I said, Spencer Dinwiddie, his goal is to get Bradley Bill to sign that max, that super max deal. And for that to happen, the Washington Wizards had to play at a high level this year and, and show that they're um, capable of making a run in the playoffs and that, you know, long term Bradley Bill can win in D.C. So those are factors. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. It will be interesting to see how the season shakes out. But I do want to get to this Montrose Harrell uh, players only meeting. What I thought about that and uh, what we can take from it. But before we get to that, this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. And Game Pick owners pick a single game per week. For each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponents, players simply had more scheduled games to play in the week are over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponents' defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code if you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy. Versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Slipper app and start a league with your with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Create um, Slipper's one of a kind game pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. This episode is also brought to you by Direct TV Stream. I watch a lot of football today. Um, you guys definitely should use Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. If watching sports highlights on your phone, if you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff, well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it's and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Combatible, combatible device require content varies by package. Thanks for making Locked on Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So let's get to the Montrose Hero. Um, players only meeting. Of course, we don't know what said because it's a, what was said because it's only players only meeting. But it shows a lot to me. It shows the maturity of Montrose Harrell, and then also just talking about what's, what else I'm gonna talk about in the podcast. I don't know if I get to the mailbag questions because Davi Spurtons had a press conference. I do want to get to that. Howell Neto had a press conference. Aaron Holiday. We might have to break it. I might have to talk about the press conference. Some of the press conferences in the um, next episode because. I want to read and react to their quotes. I thought they said some pretty important things. Hollow Meadows so has some important things to say. KCP, can't take his Colwell Pope, also spoke to the media as well after practice after the practice on Friday. So I do want to talk about what they said. I, I thought they said some important things. But um, to get back to the speech, man, this is important. I mean, every time with the Wizards we hear players only meeting, it's usually bad. The marching Gortat, you know, when John Wall marching Gortat, we're not getting along. And then John Wall goes on TV and says marching Gortat has the most – 
spoon fed buckets ever. And then we get to the playoffs and we get ran out of town by the Raptors in a four, two series. Um, Scotty Brooks. I think we had a players only meeting. Was that last, was it last year? Last year we had it with Russ. I don't think it was a players only meeting, but I think he told, he was like, Hey, I don't miss the playoffs. And then things did go well after that. But I think it's, it's better that we're going to nip this in the bud and get this going. You know, this is a new team with a lot of players. So they got to get the chemistry. They talk about this all the time on the pressers. Chemistry, 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 chemistry. You got three new Lakers. You got a new guy with Spencer Dinwiddie. You got a new guy with Aaron Holiday. Corey Kispert, a lot of new guys, a lot of new faces, a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces. Um, Marshall's hero stepping up and showing that he's a leader. I think he's a guy that definitely can have a strong season, especially with Thomas Bryant not being there to start the season. And Daniel Gafford, I love Daniel Gafford. I'm a Daniel Gafford fan, but there are games where he may be in foul trouble. There may be games where he um, – I hope the stamina thing is not a problem at all, but, you know, there may be games where Montrezl Harrell has a hot hand where he's just unstoppable in the post. He's facing up, you know, maybe hitting the mid-range jumper, pump fake, getting to the basket, finishing strong between the legs, going at you and finishing strong. I think Montrezl Harrell is seriously – we know that he was sixth man of the year. And Montrezl Harrell, he put something on Instagram – where he did not make the NBA top 100. He has a chip on the shoulder. He was very upset about that, the player rankings, you know. So I think he's a guy that has a lot to prove. His Lakers season did not go the way that he wanted it to. He was on the bench in the playoffs. He was on the bench in the playoffs against the Clippers. He has a lot to prove in the NBA. He's a lot of doubters right now. Um, there's people that say he struggles defensively, which he did against Nikola Jokic. But he's one of the older players on this team. This team is a lot of guys under 30. KCP talked about that. A lot of guys under the age of 30. He's one of the older guys at 28, but this player's only meeting, it means a lot, in my opinion, being a Wizards fan, seeing the slow starts, even the even the good years with John Wall, where we had Death Row DC. We, we started out under 500 through the first nine or 10 games, and then we turned it around the year with Nene and Gortat, where we, we had a nice little playoff run in the second round. I think it's imperative that we start quick. I think it's a pair, imperative that we start fast. Like I said, if, if Dinwiddie wants to prove and make Bill stay, we cannot come out the gate starting out four and nine, four and ten, six, five games below five hundred. It just can't happen, especially with what's unsell new coach. We can't. We got to start fast. We got to start fast. So I'm loving the players only meeting. KCP said that Bradley Bill gave an MLK Martin Luther King type speech, and he said he never ever saw this side of Bradley Bill. Kind of like when I keep bringing up John Wall in this episode, but when John Wall had the funny. Um, post-game press conference it was like the post-game uh, right after the game when they're still on the court and the uh reporter interviews in and john was like i ain't never ever seen you act like this before talking about bradley bill and bradley bill is locked in he is emerging as that leader he is the leader he is the leader he's the best player on this team by far and he is supposed to be that leader he's supposed to be the captain you know if they put the c on the chest bradley bill's supposed to have it. he's he's got to step up and be that local leader he is more of a reserve guy he's chill but he's got to step up and be that leader. You know, we can't see him sulking on the sideline anymore. If, when things are going wrong, everybody's looking at him to be a leader and step up, hit a shot, get a defensive stop. Everybody's looking at Bradley Bill right now. But this player's only meeting, man. I, I hope everything got they got everything off their chest. Everything's positive right now. We're still in that honeymoon phase with everybody. Of course, the new coach. Um, you know, but they have to they have to know how to persevere when things go wrong, the highs and the lows and everything like that. I'm know I'm preaching right now, but. This team, I think it could be a solid team. I think the ceiling is six and the 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 floor is the eleventh seed in the east. But I love this. I love this players only meeting. I think it's great that the guys are getting the camaraderie, going out to dinner already, getting to know each other and push each other's buttons and know what works and what doesn't.
you know, so Montrose Harrell, Harrell stepping up and be a leader. I think he's going to bring that energy, that chip on the shoulder and that junkyard dog mentality that the Wizards have been missing for years and years. And they, they need it, man. They need it. And him stepping up and having this players only me for him to step up and hold, hold one after practice like that. I love it. I love what I'm hearing. I love what I'm seeing from Montrose Harrell and the short clips that I saw where he got a tough rebound. He pushed Jay Huff, even though Jay Huff is a, you know, undrafted free agent, the guy that didn't get drafted out of Virginia. It's just showing that he's he, Montrose Harrell's ready to dominate this year. He's ready to go out there and dominate. So I'm, I'm excited to see what Montrose Harrell can do. And um, it shows a good sign, in my opinion. It shows a good sign. So um, I do want to uh, – I think I'm going to react to um, some of the things that Wes Unsell Jr. said and some of the things that um, KCP said and Howell Neto, and then we'll wrap up there. And then I'm going to try my best – on Monday to get to uh, the mailbag questions, if not tonight, because Davi's talked, Aaron Holiday talked, a lot of guys had pressures, um, but it would just it would be so much to get to. So um, before before we do get to um, the presser from Wes and and um, KCP, let's do Wes and KCP. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Uh, my favorite flavor is cookies and cream. Like I said, if you put them in the fridge or put them in the microwave, I, they taste really, really good. Um, they got coconut flavor. They got cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, do- double chocolate, strawberry, orange, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macro, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so um, let's get to um, some things that I thought stood out from... um, from West Until Jr. So uh, he did talk about the 80-20 defense, um, talked about flexibility uh, within the defense as well. Um, but one thing that really stood out from – let's talk about – let's get to Raw and that. I'll, I'll say one or two quotes. I'm not going to read a whole bunch of quotes like I did before on Media Day and all the other days. Um, I'm going to talk about KCP and Raul Neto. So Raul Neto. He said, I'm a point guard, but last year I played the two, the three, and sometimes even the four spot. So that was an interesting quote because last year we saw Raul, we saw Ish Smith out there at the same time, Bradley Bill, uh, and also Russell Westbrook. So we had some really super small ball lineups. I really don't want to see that this year. That's why I want to see uh, Kyle Kuzma start. That's, when I want, that's why I want to see, of course, Rui start. I want to have his team be the exact ep- opposite of what we did last year with the rotations. I want to see guys who are 6'9", 6'10", with long wingspans just disrupting the passing lanes, running the floor, athletic, good lateral good lateral movement, um, guys that can play above the rim, which was we were not an above-the-rim team last year except for Russ and Brad and Daniel Gafford. Everybody else was 
mainly below the rim guys. Davis Bertans is a shooter below the rim. Hollow Neto, six feet, so he's only going to do so much above the rim. Ish Smith, same thing, six feet. And uh, Rui was above the rim here and there um, when, he, you know, when he would get up and dunk on people. So I just want to see more athletic lineups and more guys uh, that um, can move around, more guys with longer wingspans. So that's what I want to see. Uh, Hollow Neto, on the work he's seen from Daniel Gaffer, put in this offseason, he said he's excited to see what Daniel Gaffer can do for us. You know, I'm excited for Daniel Gaffer as well. Um, Hollow Neto said we're intru- introducing a lot of new words and a lot of details. I think we have to build a foundation. Defense is most of it. Uh, Raul Neto said uh, Aaron Holiday and Spencer Dinwiddie, they're both great point guards and very competitive. Um, Hollow Neto says, I feel great. I feel great on the court. Hollow was battling an injury towards the end of the year. He did miss some time last year and then came back, but he was pretty durable for the Washington Wizards last year. Um, also, uh, he's like I said before. He's introdu- uh, talking about West Central Junior. He's introducing a lot of new words um, and language for the Washington Wizards on play calling and defensively. Um, West Central Junior on how the defense is coming along. He says it's gotten better. I think the challenge is not only to continue to grow and retain some of these things, but to get more application. Also went on to say there's so much more to it than I thought. West Central Junior answering a question about surprises on the job thus far so there's a lot that goes into coaching you know making that leap from assistant coach to head coach there are different things that you have to account to daily tasks that are different from being an assistant coach at west Elson junior is learning he's still a first year head coach um west Elson junior talks about the importance of these days in training camp don't want to look back and regret not getting in the work that they needed to get and then talking about preseason games coming up they're very important talking about the plan time and the rotation and whatnot he, he did say that they that guys are the main group so the main starters, you know, Bradley, Bill, Kuzma, Spencer, Dinwiddie, Rui, when he does come back, Gaffer, Montrez, all the top 10 guys on the roster, top nine or whatever. He says you want everybody to get a look, but those guys will probably get about 26 to 28 minutes of play. The last two games are going to be basically your dress rehearsal games uh, for the Washington Wizards in the preseason. He said, yeah, he, Coach Unsell says they'll probably treat the last two preseason games as more real. West Ham Jr. also asked, answered a question about Rui Hachimura. He said, when it's time, it's time, and there's no pressure on the return of Rui Hachimura. Uh, West Ham Jr. also said, it's satisfying to see some of the same messages um, being relayed to the team. So um, good news on that. Uh, let's see if there's any uh, some more notes that I wrote on KCP on his um, press conference. He said he wants to be more of a vocal leader. He did talk about the Bradley Bill speech. Uh, remember when Bradley Bill gave his speech to the AAU team, his Bradley Bill elite speech that went viral, um, you know, just giving his his um, AAU guys a real um, speech, just telling them how the NBA works. And, you know, you can't mess around, man, because they will wave you. They will pay you and wave you. They will pay and cut you. So um, KCP thought about Wes Unsell Jr. being chill. and He continues to teach a lot in practice. You can tell Wes is a chill guy. He's a laid back kind of guy. Uh, when he's hosting the press conferences, I haven't seen him behind the scenes. Of course, we got to see him in the games. You know, if he's going to be yelling a lot and energetic, jumping around, we'll see. I can't wait to see how West is um, on the sidelines as a head coach. I'm interested to see that. Uh, somebody did ask KCP, "Does age make a difference?" Um, what's in KCP? I'm paraphrasing here. Here he says, "All of them being together and building chemistry together. Um, a lot of guys getting there early. They've been doing open gym um, a month before training camp started." And he made a joke, you know, talking about the music that they play in the locker room. Nobody says turn the music off or anything like that. They're all under 30 and they all like the same music. Nobody's saying change the song. So that was pretty funny in the presser 
as well. Uh, quick, I'll read two things from Aaron Holiday. Um, talks about how he wants to run a team, talking about his role on the team and facilitate the ball and be more of a point guard. Um, teammates call him a pest. Um, you know, since he's a defensive guy, he is a pest. He's a scrappy. He's a scrappy guy that will pick you pick up the ball uh, full court defensively. Um, it talks about playing on ball and off ball. He's comfortable playing off ball in Indiana. Talked about playing with um, Spencer Dinwiddie and uh, Howell Neto in practice as well. All these guys got to compete. Playing with Bradley Bill as well. Uh, West Unsell Jr. also said that Bradley Bill has been playing as a primary ball handler in practice. And then I'll get to Davies uh, really quickly here. He talked about he had a grade two calf sprain in the playoffs. I remember he did get injured in game five or game four, the one game that we beat the Sixers in. And that affected him coming back and playing the, in the international games that he played in in the summertime. Um, it, he was he was basically it was a questionable decision for him to come back, but he did end up playing in the international games in the summertime. Um, he said he's coming back in the training camp in better shape. Last year he came in fluffy, he came out of shape last year. You know, didn't get a lot of time to practice, but he, he he's coming out of shape, and you could tell in those first ten to fifteen games he was off. He was not shooting the ball well. You could tell that he was fatigued, and you could tell that he was gassed. But he's going to come in. I think Davies is going to have a better year. He's going to be fighting for playing time for minutes, but I think he's going to have a better year than what he did last year. I think he's going to take better shots. He shot some really deep threes last year, which he does a lot because he can space the floor, the Latvian laser. But I think he will be better this year, um, shooting the ball. I think he'll, you know, we see what he can do, do defensively. But I think shooting, shooting wise, he will be better this year. Um, he says ninety five percent of the team is in early and they leave late. Um, like I said, they've been doing open gym for um, for a month before a training camp even started. So the guys got familiar with each other and got chemistry going five on fives and whatnot. Um, and then he also said defensive communication was lacking last year. I think that was pretty obvious how bad we were defensively. Um, he said not enough guys were talking on the defensive end last year. And that and it showed. So we'll see what's unsettled junior can help up with that. I think he definitely will be able to and get guys communicating. We just have better defenders on the roster. We have better shooters. Davi said we have more shooters on the roster as well, which I agree with. I think we improved in the shooting department. I think we definitely improved in the uh, defensive depth department as well. And then a little quick nugget here, Kyle Kuzma could have wore number zero, but he's going to be wearing number 33 this year um, because of Gilbert Arenas. So um, I think we'll wrap up here. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here. Uh, let me see if I can get to the – we got one. We got, I'll do one mailbag question. This is from The Secret West Unsell Jr. on Twitter. He says, Thomas Bryant off the bench at four. Why not? Better fit ultimately as a four than an undersized poor defensive five. Covered defensively by Gaffer. Trez gives a solid front court with two fours and, and fives. That's a lot of energy coming off the bench with Montrose Harrell. Um, with you, that's a that's a that's I I like the thought, but I, I disagree. I don't want to see Thomas Bryant at the four because he doesn't have good lateral movement. He can't really move his feet defensively. I don't like him guarding stretch fours. I don't even really like him guarding stretch fives or even fives that have post moves. To be honest with you, Thomas Bryant is a great offensive player. He can shoot the three. He has a night jump. He has a nice jump jump hook. He can finish around. He can finish above the rim. He has good post moves as well. But I don't like him at the four. I do get what you're saying. Defensively, uh, Daniel Gaffer can help him and give us a solid front court. I do get that. But um, and then Thomas Bryant playing with Trez off the bench. That's two guys who are not good defenders, but they're good scorers. I don't want to see Thomas Bryant and Montrose Harrell playing together. I don't think that's a good fit. I'd rather see 
Mar- I'd rather see Thomas Bryant as that stretch five that can score in a post as well. And then you have Rui at the four or Kyle Kuzma at the four. Kyle Kuzma's a good defender. I think Rui's a good defender at the four, too. I- I'd rather see that. I'd rather see that. But um, I-, I wouldn't I wouldn't have Thomas Bryant at the four and then Gaff at the five because I don't like Thomas Bryant defensively at that four spot, to be honest with you. But it's, it's a good thought. I mean, you could try it. Try it out. I wish you could try it out. In pre- I really wish Thomas Bryant was healthy right now so they could try something like that out in preseason. But that's that's a good question, man. Shout out to the Secret West Unsell Jr. on Twitter. Make sure you guys uh, give him a follow. But, um, yeah, we're going to wrap it up here, guys. Thank you guys for listening. Hail to the Wizards. And um, I'll probably do a preview of the Rockets and Wizards preseason game tomorrow we'll talk about that and then do training camp number five or number six i'll just read and react to some quotes from the washington wizards so all right you guys hell to the wizards peace hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today